welcome, welcome everybody to segment two of the On The Mark podcast. This is me, Nita Marquez, your host, also the host of On The Mark Unedited, co-hosted by Mr. Giovanni Lubro. We miss him on these episodes, but these are segments that I'm doing to share my perspective on things that don't necessarily seem like they would be good unedited topics. It's just uh, these are my little riffs for you guys. And um, today's little riff is all about transforming heartache into an open heart. And uh, that's something that I think every person can relate to, but specifically women, especially you get to a certain point, you know, you start, you know, making families happen, having marriages going through divorce, <laughs> you know, um, those, those types of heartaches, dealing with losses in the family, I think we all go through in our childhood. For those of us who grew up with a lot of abuse, I think uh, a heavy heart is something we struggle with, and, and in spite of ourselves, continue we do to survive, we also still carry that heavy heart with us. And I think the point of today's segment for On The Mark is to share with you guys tools and tips that can help transform your heartache into an open heart. One of the things that I think I really like to, I mean, I've talked with Kayla. I'm going to just bring her on, my producer. She's right here. Say hi, Kayla. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really enjoy talking with you about and with Gio about um, is just having the opportunity to up your game in every challenge. Yes. Um, that's something that I feel like we all have the opportunity to do. Agreed. And that's what heartache is. It's, it's a challenge. It's, it's a pain. And that pain becomes bitterness because then we have to solidify ourselves and defend ourselves against pain and then it's like you find yourself getting more defensive and hardening your heart a little bit to to protect it Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that I feel has really compelled me to want to do this particular topic is sharing that experience with other people listening that I know life is what we make it and all the altruism in the world still could not take away the reality of human pain. It just happens. I think for myself going through a divorce, that was probably one of the most painful things I could ever go through because when you go through a divorce, it's like saying, somehow I failed and wanting to blame the other person for their role in the breakdown of the marriage especially when they have you know acted with infidelities or they have acted outright disrespectfully the pain of that I think is what becomes heartache and eventually bitterness for a lot of us I really hope that the people that I've crossed paths with in my life who knew me when I was bitter will 
understand what I was going through. I think that's something we could all stand to do is be more permissive. We don't necessarily need to walk around feeling entitled to shitting on other people, but when somebody is bitter or struggling, that we could all be more permissive and understand that person's going through a struggle that they don't see a way out of, so they're defending themselves. And rather than personalizing that, I would hope that the people, and I do know that there are have been people that when I was going through my bitter stages with my divorce or things that I was bitter about with my mother, even going through those bitter moments and and lashing out at my husband when I was married, that those people, including my husband, can all forgive me for that behavior because when you're bitter it's just it's because you're in pain and you're afraid and Mm -hmm. the root of my behavior resided in absolutely excruciating pain because until you've gone through that kind of wreckage in your life and even when you have if you've gotten over it I would think that we could look on to others going through that and without personalizing their their pain or their bitterness or their lashing out just silently pray for them or whatever it is that you do if you don't pray I'd say it's like a silent understanding that you just you know people go through things and you understand that like you're going through things and it's your own experiences so when you more so discover this is life and Mm -hmm. the beautiful aspect of it and how it works and you go through that yourself literally like their lessons none of them are losses or anything like that yes and when you're realizing that for yourself you realize that for everyone else essentially I think it's just it's a beautiful ass thing you know (laughs) I loved what you just said you just came up with a ism it's a (laughs) Kayla ism turn your losses into lessons we don't have losses they're just lessons yes Preach, preach. I'm snapping. I'm doing the poetry fingers right now. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that just gave me like butterflies in my tummy to listen to you say that. That's beautiful. What I really, really feel like has been a very impeding thing for me for much of my life is that I I was better for so many years. I was lashing out at the, the good thing is, is the fact that you really faced that, you know, oh, you really yeah. looked back and you realized what yeah. the case was. Yeah, I at some point I had to because when I went into anger management when I was, was 40 years old, I'm 40, <laughs> like, I'm 45 aging, now. Aging, nothing but a number. But I was 40 years old and to have lived 40 years plus of my life and knowing that a good 30 Four of those years, I was living in a state of fear, pain, and ultimately becoming bitter as a result of that is sad. It's but kind I think of it's sad. Beautiful. I think that is beautiful. The fact that at who like how many other women at that age can say they and 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 confidently admit that they're going to anger management at forty years old. Yeah. Well, I was not very confident when I was going through it, but I was confident I that mean, I was making the way, right the choice. The fact that you still went, you know, because yeah. I would say plenty of women at that age would refuse to go. 
Yeah, because we they're often so stuck in their ways. Yeah, because we often feel like I have a right to feel this angry. Exactly. And fuck him. He did this or that, or fuck my mother. She was this way, or fuck my dad. He left, or whatever people are thinking, women or men. I I think that we all have this rough, edgy kind of malicious way of looking <laughs> at the world, and it's like, oh, I mean, if you would look at it mushily instead of maliciously maybe you will feel a little bit more mushy and soft and (laughs) wonderful inside but you want to be angry so you're going to get more things that are going to validate that consciousness and that's really what today is all about transforming Mm -hmm. heartache into an open heart is transforming your consciousness because you can't change what's already happened you can't even change the way you've acted in response to what's happened what you can change is this moment right now you have the opportunity to start taking responsibility. And when I say take responsibility, man, I mean it. Like people think, oh, your ex-husband did this and that. And after you stood by him while he was broke and then you guys made all that money and he took everything and he didn't help you and the kids out. And how can you forgive him? And he doesn't deserve your kindness. And well, No, I mean, it's not really about him deserving this, that, or the other. It's about what I deserve as a a woman. First. Yeah, and what I deserve is to behave as a woman of confidence behaves. And a woman of confidence, very, very contrary to popular beliefs, is not a fucking bitch. And you also deserve pure love and happiness. And how else are you going to get that? The only way you get it is by actually having that in your consciousness, not being entitled to it, but Mm. living and embodying it and expressing it. Right. If you embody it, you express it. If you express it, you emanate it. If you emanate it, that's your consciousness and the universe is listening. God is listening and it will give back to you what you are putting out and make no mistakes. It may not come right away. You're just going to have to give it time because you spent a lot of time being a bitch Mm -hmm. and now you're going to have to spend some time doing this and committing to this before the script gets flipped. I think even more simpler than that, it may not come because literally like that's how it's supposed to be. That may be the case. Yeah, because I mean, it's been I'm 45 now and it's been five years since I went through anger management, but it's been 10 years I've been out here with my kids by myself as a sole supporter. And um, even prior to that, the six years before that, just going back and forth trying to get his ass to pay child support, it's like there was all this stuff and I was still doing everything by myself. So for 16 years, ladies, some of us, we are concerned about how long it's taking to get these motherfuckers to own their shit. How about we start looking at ourselves and saying, look, girl, how long is it going to take for you to own the fucking responsibility that you picked his ass and forgive yourself and say, hey, this is where I was when I picked a person that would do this. And this is what I did in my experience to attract somebody that would corroborate my experience and my consciousness. And this is what I grew within myself that was congruent with the outcome of this situation. And this is what I have stood for in my life that attracted the circumstances that I am ultimately sitting in. And if we can actually take ownership of all of that, 
that's where the power resides because then the transformation can happen and that's what's so amazing about where I'm at right now. Like somebody asked me today, like I get asked this all the time, like, dude, how are you so happy all the time? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is so crazy that you just said that because (laughs) I literally had this exact conversation with someone a few days ago. Why? What happened? I can't even remember for the life of me how it started, but it came to the point where I was just like, all my life, I've been asked, why am I so happy? And I'm just like, why is that even a question? Why am I not happy? Right. You know? Right. I mean, no matter what's going on, it's just really hard for me to fathom that someone is actually taking it upon themselves to ask, why am I so happy? You know? Yeah. Just off the having happiness period, there shouldn't be a reason or anything behind it simplistically, you know? I think what people naturally gravitate towards because let's think about it because let's be real. society i feel like has a very big effect on the fact that you know it's supposed to be this way or- but that's why that's why consciousness is important because as a mass consciousness we are leaning toward depression toward yes. angst toward entitlement toward bitterness we are leaning toward the defending ourselves and feeling insecure and feeling afraid we, we are lent all the tools to do that. We're not lent tools to empower ourselves. That's why consciousness is so important. And people, we have to get real with ourselves and understand that no one fucking owes this to us. We like- owe it to ourselves to take ownership of what we're producing in our lives, what we've been congruent with. That shit is only happening because we've resonated in a way that allowed for things to be a certain way. And once we get responsibility of that, it's in our consciousness that we have control over ourselves. Not the outcomes, but ourselves. Then we start to put out a different signal. And those tips that I'm talking about just come from the first step, breathing. I say this on on the mark unedited all the time, Gio, and I talk about this. Breathing. Your breath and and people say, I don't have time to meditate. But you know what? You have time to actually pay attention to your breath. You actually can walk to your door and go to open the doorknob and stop for a second. Mm -hmm. Release the doorknob. Feel the lightness in your body. Find your breath. Inhale it, hold it, and slowly release it as you're feeling the tension in your body drop out. I'm not kidding you guys. If you would do that even three times a day for just 30 seconds, it will change your life. That is tool number one. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention to your breath. Number two, I would say definitely if you have it in you, um, make time to meditate, even if it's five minutes. When I life coach people, that's the first thing I recommend is the breathing. Then I recommend five minutes of, of conscious breathing exercises and paying attention to how your body feels, feeling where the tension is. Giving five minutes, just five minutes, even if you do it one day a week to start, you eventually start to get present to the lightness and you start to crave it. Mm-hmm. Then you'll start doing it more. 
frequently and then you can increase the time. I don't personally recommend going for like, you know, doing an hour and a half meditations. But I do recommend that if you're moved and led to do that, do it. Something in you is calling you to breathe and spend time with stillness. And there's something in stillness. And we spend time with our fucking phones. We spend time with our babies. We spend time with our men or women. We spend time with our bosses, our employees. We spend time with everything. We spend time with our cars, with conversations about bullshit. So if you can spend time with any of those things, you can spend five minutes a day or even once a week, five minutes with yourself and then eventually increase that with conscious breathing. That's that's tool number two, tip number two. And then my final tip for this episode in transforming heartache into a lighter heart is in breathing and getting present, recognize that you are safe and allow yourself to be open. Mm-hmm. Recognize that you're safe and allow yourself to be open. Episode number seven of the On the Mark Unedited podcast um, in season one, we talked about the two most basic human components, safety and love. That's what everybody's craving. What we didn't necessarily go into in that episode that I would like to on a continuation episode later in season two when we're like on camera is the idea, and this is something I'm going through right now, the idea of learning to make yourself feel safe. And Can you elaborate? Absolutely. Uh, I struggled with anxiety. When I would be lied to, my heart would start to race, my blood would start to pump. If I felt suspicious of being lied to, my spidey senses would kick up. And I would go on high alert. And... I usually had that episode in my childhood with my mother and then it grew into becoming the patterns that I set myself up for in my relationships romantically with men. And I am dating now. I just recently started dating a few months ago and it's the first time in five years that I've actually allowed myself to be free outside of my life as a mother to do anything besides mother my kids Mm -hmm. or be committed to my work. And one of the things that I'm noticing, because I I let everybody know on the onset, like this isn't, I'm 100% not committing to monogamy with you. If we end up doing anything, I don't believe in that right now for myself. Um, I welcome you to live how you choose to, but obviously I'm choosing men who actually have character and they're not out hoeing around. But, um, you know, I just, I want it to be known that we have free reign to continue to live our lives at our own pace in our own way. And I want nothing from anyone. I'm going to keep my life moving and either you fit or you don't. And and I'm cool either way. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with you either way. So one of the men that I'm seeing who I totally adore, he didn't pick up his phone and I don't like being scrutinized so if I don't text somebody back or I don't pick up like don't fucking ask me why I didn't pick up or what I was doing don't do that to me yes we are not in high school and I am not even your girl so you can't do that shit to me without me getting irritated 
So I don't do that to other people. I'll usually, like, if I feel, like, a little apprehension, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll just process it on my own and just keep it moving, which is what I did last night when he didn't pick up his phone. And I was telling him today when I was talking to him, I was like, I was, like, a little bit like, oh, what if he's with somebody? And I was like, okay, you are really tripping (laughs) because it's okay if he is. Because that's the agreement. And that's what you established from jump. Exactly. And I've been transparent that I've dated other people this all this while. Mm -hmm. So, and he rolls with that. We're very, very transparent with each other. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to trip out and I'm not going to bother him. Give him my blessing that I hope he's having a great night. And I just kept it moving. I ended up falling asleep reading a book in front of my fireplace last night. So I fell asleep probably 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it was. 15 minutes after I I called him um, that he didn't pick up and didn't call me right back, (laughs) which he usually does. But look at you. (laughs) I know. glowing. (laughs) I do. He's very cool. He's very cool. Well, there's something transformative in a man who has ownership of himself. Um, there's something transformative for me as a woman for to experience a man who takes full ownership of himself and is transparent with me and, like, knows that I am respects when I say, like, I'm a big girl and I can handle anything you share with me. But give me the blunt truth if it needs to be blunt truth. So that I can choose how to deal with that information. Totally agree. And there's something in that that is such a just, I mean, it's transformative. I don't know how to explain it. But at the same time, if he chooses not to be transparent, something that I arrived at last night is that, guess what? Like, safety is not something that I find in his transparency. Safety is something I live in in my skin. Mm Because guess what? Whether he's transparent with me or not, or whether he's, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Whether he's returning the same honor that I'm giving to the relationship or not, I'm still keeping it moving. Yeah. Like, and that's something that I learned last night. I I realized, like, just getting present to myself because I woke up in the middle of the night and I started writing in my journal. And he still hadn't called back. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, this I was is like, what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I had to go through this whole little process. And I was like, wow. Like, I actually used to always placate to what somebody wanted me to be. So even if I said, hey, I don't want to be exclusive. But they started saying, oh, but I really want you to be my girl. Then it's like, oh, well, I guess I should be with him because he likes me. He's so good to me. I would be like so into it thinking I was honoring his role in my life. So I would let opportunities and situations pass me by. And I would pull back on being certain ways of being myself to make that person feel more comfortable. Yeah, And then I would be angry when I would find out later down the lines that I had been lied to or deceived in some way. Like, I mean, well, you let duh. That happen. Yeah, exactly. And it's not so much that I let it happen. It wasn't even that I gave a fuck about being lied to. I right. did, but more than anything, I felt like, you fucking asshole. I placated to what you asked me to right. do. And how dare you do this to me? But see, that's the victim mindset. The reality is that... I was looking for that person to keep me safe 
And if I would have kept my fucking ass in groove for Nita and not broke my Nita groove for that fucking idiot, then if I would have found out he's an idiot, I'd have been like, peace out, bitch. <laughs> You're lost. Bye. <laughs> seriously. I'm like, I'm like, seriously. Uh, so the main thing that I'm talking about is arriving at that conclusion that actually whether this guy is being transparent with me or not, I'm safe in my skin because I'm not placating towards anybody's needs and anybody's interests in, in like yes. what I need to change myself to be or reduce myself from or turn my cheek to in my opportunities in order to keep his ass happy. Yes. He does not ask for that of me. And even if he did, I would not <laughs> honor it because we're not there. We're in a non-exclusive self-honoring each of us to ourselves journey that we happen to be crossing paths with each other's journeys right now and it's a beautiful thing i'm enjoying the window i'm gonna keep it moving on my own journey and if he continues to be in this long window great and if he doesn't that's great too but for me what i realized last night was it's so cool that i actually i'm gonna be fine whether he's honest with me or not because I'm not losing any opportunities and I'm actually not losing any sleep. The funniest thing, I actually wanted to read something today, but I guess I'll do it on another episode. I'm going to start reading more of my poetry to you guys because I do have you people. definitely should. <laughs> well, I do, I do have people asking me like, oh, when are you going to publish your stuff? It's coming, I promise. I promise. I'm not doing it right now, but it is coming. And I will be reading it aloud to you guys on my segments from time to time. Yes. So, and people like to read the stuff that I post on Instagram and Facebook. So I, I appreciate you guys and I would love to read it for you all. So um, I wrote this beautiful poem though that for me was a hell of an experience to write because when I write, my process is not me writing like I know what I'm writing. I write because put the pen to the yeah, paper. I like I make love to the pages with my pen. Oh, like, I like and that. it's like it's a very present, transformative experience. But it's so present that it's something beyond me that's consciously flowing through me, and I'm just riding in the passion, and that's it. That like so riding awesome. in the passion and writing in the passion. So yeah, I mean that's that's how it is. So that when is I so dope. Thank you. <laughs> when I got to the end of the poem, in my soul, I am home. I realized that in myself, I am safe. And I love myself. I want and need for nothing and no one else to give love or safety to me in order to feel loved and to feel safe. And my hope is that you'll take all of this to heart, whether it's a heavy heart that you're carrying or a lot of heartache with a lot of sorrows and tears that you feel you're just spilling over with. And you can take baby steps, starting with your breathing, to transform that into an open heart. If you need additional details, you have more questions, you have feedback about this episode, I want you to feel free to DM me on my Instagram, 
my Facebook, so Facebook Nita Marquez, Instagram Fit Nita. Let me know what you're going through. Share your story with me. I want to hear it. And I want to help every human being out there. You are all that you need. You are magnificent. You are powerful. And if you are challenged, indeed, you are chosen. I love you guys. I'm going to be back with more. And I want to thank my producer, Kayla. Hey. <laughs> and I want to thank you for listening. Thank you, Nita. Honestly, like, you have such a beautiful soul. And thank you. I'm so appreciative of just always being in the present when you speak such beautiful. Thank you. Wonderful, most perfect things. <laughs> thank you. So thank you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, I love you and I love all of you. And I will hope everybody's smiling right now. But if you're feeling a little bit of heartache, I hope that you will let me have an opportunity to make it a lighter heart with a few things that I shared. Have a phenomenal day. Remember to be phenomenal. Remember that you are worth the work. So work it. <laughs>